Hey there, ladies and gents. This is Chris Broadhead, your host of the Chris Broadhead Show. This next episode is a conversation between my producing partner, Michael Dennis, and myself about the latest Oscar nominations. Will we agree with all of the choices? Not a flipping chance. Will we regale you with crazy ideas and wild accusations? Only one way to find out. Enjoy. I am here with Mr. Michael Dennis. Howdy. You can find him at... What is is your Twitter? I am the... I'm the MPD. At I am... I am T-H-E-M-P-D. Okay, we'll put that in the the show notes, just to be safe. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's I am MPD at... Or dot squarespace dot com mm-hmm. as well, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you yeah. like Squarespace? I like it a lot. I really do. It's a cool little platform that gives me yeah. a bunch of options. Nice. Um, I really enjoy working on it. I think it's pretty easy. Mm. Well, I prefer WordPress because I have no idea how to do anything on it. So I'm just like, well, fuck it. <laughs> I'll just post content. Hopefully, people don't mind how terrible this looks. Yeah. No, I think it works pretty well. It's pretty easy to pick up too. Yeah. Nice. Love to check it out. So, we just saw the film Brooklyn. Yes, we just walked out of Brooklyn. Semi against our will. I had no expectations going into this film. Um, I've seen the previews, and it looked like it starred a bunch of stuffy old women. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and mm-hmm. I expected them to sit in a room and discuss stuffy old women-related things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, not, uh, I was not too stoked. No, not at all. Um, but leaving the theater, I could not have any more feels. That was a great movie that it, kept my attention better than uh, any six-frame cut that Michael Bay has ever put out. Yeah, um, and I think uh, one of our first reactions to it right out the bat was, I, if Revenant's going to get Best Picture, yeah, what like uh, yeah, I felt nothing God, in Revenant. I, hope not. I feel everything <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like people they they don't. Taking into account their feelings sometimes in movies. It's all technical? I, I don't know. Uh, or it's like a, a culmination of things. They're like, oh, well, he was great in the last 19 movies I saw, so I'll just assume he's great in this and vote for yeah. him. I don't even need to see it. Well, so much of the Academy's past is giving awards to people past their prime and for stuff they really didn't deserve it for. Yeah, yeah. And Makeup we're, we're going to get that Oscars. for Leo, probably. I feel like he's still got... Like way better performances than this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it, it. This isn't giving Newman best actor when he's seventy. Yeah. Because it's his last run. It's that's not that at all. Did that happen? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he got it for um, uh, what was it called? As good as it gets. No. <laughs> um, I think it was called the the juror, like nineteen eighty four. Okay. He played this alcoholic lawyer, and you know. There are a thousand other performances he should have got that for. Mm-hmm. But they're like, he's 70, let's give it to him in case he kicks the buck in the next yeah, 10 years. That makes sense. But I mean, I, I like, I, I understand like Leo swam in really cold water and like was probably dirty as shit for like mm-hmm. a lot. But like, I mean, the, the mo- Revenant is fucking beautiful. It's yes. The, Expertly can, well done. Cannot have better cinematography than that. Not at all. Or, or acting. Um, but there, there's just there's no three dimensional character there's in no that heart, there's fucking no character. movie, man. I feel nothing watching they, that entire you, movie. You watch, uh, spoiler alert, you watch Tom Hardy like murder his son in cold blood. Yes, and I was like, I feel less than if like I you know saw I don't I don't even know yeah saw like 
well, someone I don't know have something bad to them. Well, um, not just that, but um, all the things that Tom Hardy does as the bad guy in this movie, I feel are semi-justifiable. That was another thing. It's like, okay, I, I understand like you're mad that he did that, but like you are putting everyone at risk here. And yes. Yeah. He's just trying to like sur- survive. Did you know this hap- the, the guy who this is based off of? Okay. The real story is that it takes him two months to get back to society. Mm-hmm. And when he gets back, he forgives all the people that left him. Are you he, serious? Because he understood. He was like, yeah, you had to leave me. Oh, my God. That would have been a much, much better story. Yeah. That's a much better story. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm coming back. I need to kill this guy because bad man kill it, him bad. Is this like Leo turning into Will Smith now or something? He's like, no. I have to kill the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. This has to be, it's got to be like Django, man gotta be a, a revenge fantasy yeah i just i that the revenant felt more to me like passion of the christ yeah or unbroken than it did anything just yeah, a three just movies three, i'd never wish to see again no that are expertly well done by masters of their craft in some form absolutely and talented people but have zero hearts of any kind yeah and make me feel absolutely nothing watching i that. know i like i i which is why, like, I I struggle to like justify like oh, I'll pay twenty grand for this camera. It's like, it's like most people who watch movies watch them on their televisions their or phone. computers or their phones. Like, I I don't think they're gonna give a fuck if it's like not double the resolution of what they normally no. watch. No, I agree. <laughs> I think what they will give a fuck about is like if it makes them feel something. Um I think which it's Brooklyn fucking did. A small testament to that is that the only versions of the original Star Wars I watch are the ones on DVD that are not cleaned up in any way whatsoever. Yeah. That could not be any further from Blu-ray. Yeah. Because they're they're the flawless pictures. They're mm-hmm. they're untainted. Yeah, you know they don't have the stuff added into it, right. and even for a movie which some people would argue and say is built around special effects, that's not why I watch it. Yeah, I watch it for the characters in the setting. Well, that that brings up a, an interesting point because uh, the newest Blade Runner that I think they made in '97 or 2001 or something, um, they fucking updated the shit out of it. Yeah, they put in new scenes, they refilmed certain parts, and it's amazing. They took out the voiceover. It's a, it's like a superior film. Well, Ridley Scott has a history now of his extended cuts being better yeah. than already good movies. Mm-hmm. So we have Blade Runner. The extended cut of Gladiator, I think, is better. Oh, really? There's actually 35 minutes in that film. What? And, I've, I've never seen and that. And none of those scenes feel like they've been tacked on. Yeah. And every one you're like... Why was this cut out? This is great. Why was this cut out? This is great because yeah. they had to get it in at two hours and thirty minutes, not three hours and five. Right, right. And Kingdom of Heaven also, dude. I, yeah, the extended edition of Kingdom of Heaven, which I mean, just alone is an incredibly underrated movie as yes. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree. In some ways, I like it better than Gladiator. I think it's a more like uh, based in reality film. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And I don't think Orlando Bloom deserves like the shit, the shit storm that he got after that movie. Uh, did he get a shit storm, or did he Jake did. Gyllenhaal for Prince of Persia? No one even saw Prince of Persia. Oh, okay, but I mean Orlando Bloom, like everyone's like, he's not Russell Crowe. Fuck this guy. I, I've never, I've never seen the original cut of Kingdom of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the first time I watched it was with Blake in college. Yeah. And it was the extended version and just loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I go back and I read about what's cut out. And my first instinct is, wait, no, this, nothing can be cut out of this film. It's all, it's <laughs> th- almost three hours and super tight. Yeah. What could be cut out? And then I read what's cut out. And I'm like, no wonder people think this movie sucks. <laughs> You're taking away all the character motivation in the first 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah, a, in a hurry to like get him to Jerusalem. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they apparently they cut out half of Liam Neeson in that movie. Yeah. Like half of his roles are right no, off the top. I saw it in the theaters and I remember thinking like, wow, they're like they're getting to the meat of this movie like real quick. Yeah. Like the like the opening, like they're training him how to fight, and then 30 seconds later he's in like you know, the beginning battle of Gladiator. Yeah. He's right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then this crazy Viking dude gets shot through the neck, and you think he's dead, but then he comes back and he fights more. It's like a five. It's it's, it's five, awesome. It's five minutes in between him meeting his um, knight father, mm-hmm. and then knight father dying and telling him he's a knight. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And the extended edition, there's like 30 minutes worth of wow. scenes there where he earns it. Yeah, he he needs that. Yeah. It establishes I, the whole film. I mean, it legitimizes him. That that brings up another good point. I I am leaning towards long form television being a superior storytelling medium than film. You know, Mad Men, <laughs> Mad Men and Sopranos are seventy hour movies. Yeah, they are. And you have all the time in the world to tell your story. Mm-hmm. And you can just get fucking lost in that yeah. story. Yeah, and I mean, think of how many. Think of how many episodes of those shows where if you looked at a plot line being developed, nothing really happens. But there's like yeah. so much character building and so much interaction that you know, you, you just you feel so much of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Are we are we just like outside the loop on some stuff? Because there's a lot of stuff I just don't get. Like what? I just well, we're talking about like high def quality to low def quality. Um Revenant being a quality. Everyone I've talked to who film. saw it was like, oh, yeah, I, I, there were zero feels in that movie. Really? Good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, I mean, then the Oscars come out today, and they're like, Revenant with the landslide. Don't even bet against it. And there's no way they're giving it to Mad Max. I know. I, I was like, why even nominate this movie? Yeah. It's way too good to win. There's no <laughs> way you have the balls to do that. A fucking sci-fi, like post-apocalyptic like rape dirty yeah horror movie like yeah. no <laughs> no you're not giving it to that at all you're not gonna taint the oscars with that fucking do you masterpiece let's let, let's go do you want to go through a little bit of the oscars here yeah or? okay all right um start with star best, wars okay where's star wars <laughs> all right um, best picture right yeah no no not at all mm. So I'm watching it this morning. Even Avatar got a fucking best picture nod. I thought I thought for certain we were gonna get okay. I know I'm a homer. I know I'm a homer. What better storyline is there going into the Oscars than Harrison Ford versus uh Sylvester Stallone for best supporting actor? Why isn't Harrison Ford up for best supporting actor? That's, oh my has he ever won anything? He's never won anything. Has he been nominated? He's been nominated for Witness, and I think he was I think that's it. What the fuck? You so, think they just yeah, either one of those guys. So you could have this this might be Harrison's last shot. Yeah. Give it to him. Yeah, he hasn't been in a movie. Worth a damn in twenty years? You're right. absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, Chris. 
<laughs> um, yeah, what the fuck? Why isn't Harrison Ford? Oh my god! Why why isn't this story? Why isn't this ever best original screenplay? Who is vote? Who's like nominating these? Why? J.J. Abrams had the hardest job on planet Earth, and yeah. he did it, and he's not nominated for Best Director. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a goddamn travesty. That really is. There, There's a billion domestic that is, has a big question mark next to it. Now, here's here's a, who's up for Best Director. Adam McKay in The Big Short. Didn't see it. I didn't either. He should have been nominated for Step Brothers, uh, You took honest. the words right out of my mouth. Um, and I feel like, with that many talented people in a semi-serious movie, it's going to look and seem fantastic. Yeah. I have no desire to see The Big Short. Yeah, or Spotlight. Those two movies just... They I'm seem like, the same to me. have been here? Haven't we done this? Yeah, many, especially many, considering many, many The Big Short is about, you know, the collapse of the, of the stock market and the economy yeah. and, you know, discovering the people who did it. How should I give a shit when I know no one went to jail for anything that happened and broke the economy? So what? You pointed yeah. out the guy that stole a billion dollars, and then what? He just leaves with his billion dollars? Yeah. He got... Well, they reimbursed him, and then he oh, left. Oh, that's right. They reimbursed yeah. him for his court fees. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were so, like, sorry, sorry. Adam McKay, George Miller for Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Um, Furry Road. Furry, Furry's Road. Um, God, Al- he should fucking win director, man. Alejandro in Arartu for The Revenant. Yeah. He won last year for Birdman. Yeah. yeah. Why Why are they even nominating these guys again? Lenny Abra- Abrahamson for Room. Tom, Mc- Tom McCarthy for Spotlight. Once again, Spotlight and Big Short, those cancel each other out. They're the same movie. Yeah. And I don't... I feel like there's movies like the, the Big Short and Spotlight every year. Every single year. They come out December 31st, and they're like, yeah. hey, hey, we're pretty cohesive, right? We got some big stars. Yeah, it's got big stars. We're hitting the real issues from, all, like, 95. All taking a semi-supporting like semi role. Yeah. And, and it, it always gets a bunch of awards. It's usually, like, a Weinstein film. Yeah. So, and and um, and Hateful Eight was it nominated for anything? Even like best original screenplay. Hold on, give me a second. I don't. I didn't. I don't recall seeing it. I think Brooklyn was. No, it's not. Brooklyn isn't. Um, Brooklyn is up for best adapted screenplay. Oh, because it was a book. Yeah. Okay, so let's go down to adapted screenplay. We have The Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, The Martian, and Room. I kind of want to see Room. Hold on, my, my parents are calling. I'll put them on here. <laughs> Hello? That's okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I know you don't read much stuff on the computer anymore about the Bengals. Uh-huh. <laughs> I read an article just now. I swear you wrote it. Oh, is it about how someone trashed their apartment? <laughs> it's about a, about a guy who lives in New York. He's been a bingo for the last 25 years. And the whole thing is, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm just done. Um, the whole thing is like, you know, what I went through watching this all these years, the Bengals, I only watched them, the whole, the whole article... I swear you wrote this. <laughs> um, I was I was thinking about this today, and I told this to Wally, and I yeah. I, I equated it to um, when a, a prior girlfriend broke up with me, and I had no desire uh, for an extended period of time to speak to women, to engage myself with women, or do anything with women for any extended period of time, and I'm just like I'm removing myself from this. 
I'm so yeah. heartbroken. And yeah, and that's and that's where I feel. That's where I am right now. I spend more time with my girl, my wife. Yeah. I want to spend more time doing other things. It's not used to this pain. I I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. No. It's yeah. <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. I'm 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 yeah. done. Yeah. The article is called R H U U I E M. Requiem. For a Bengals fan. Requiem for a Bengals fan. Okay. R H U U I E M. It's Requiem. That's made by Jeff B-O-C-C-U-Z-Z-I. Okay. All right. If you ever get a chance to, you would swear you wrote it. Okay, cool, Dad. I'll check it out. Everything, everything, everything you said about it is like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you say it. Everybody might well quit. After 25 years and all the years trying to get to the playoffs, the whole thing was, they just, I can't do this anymore. No, it, it, it stopped being fun. I'm just surprised when I went over there, I swear. I kept looking for it. I said, Michael had to write it. <laughs> well, thanks, Dad. It's clearly very well done. It's exactly like you. I said, I got to call, see if you saw it. And if you wrote something like it, this hot switch, the same thing. Okay, I'll check it out. The biggest thing was they have no accountability. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's, it's, it, it's in our, it, losing is in our core, it's in our blood. And that's just how it is. And I, I, I don't want to be party to that any longer. The guy's about the same age as you. Going, I think he's thirty-three. He's like, last, like, you know, growing up with it all. I said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't plan on spending any, any more time with Jenny, but there's other stuff I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Dad. Well, th- right, thanks a lot. No, no, no. no that's one. great, Dad. That's great, Dad. I'll check it out a bit later. Okay. I'll... I'm sorry. No, it's okay, Dad. It's absolutely fine. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah. Okay. Good Bye. night. Aww. Oh, Daryl Dennis. Daryl Dennis. Dennis making his first podcast appearance. <laughs> first of many. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so so for adapted screenplay, Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, Martian Room. I'm rooting for Brooklyn, just because. Dude, that was great, man. I, I thought the Martian again, very well executed. I liked it, but I I didn't I feel didn't. I didn't feel anything. I didn't I didn't even like the Martian. Really? Yeah. I liked it in a very superficial way. Mm. Yeah, it was a very superficial film. There was no. Has this dude not got any family? There were no fucking like. There was nothing past like a like a <clears throat> excuse me like emotion. I I liked that he didn't have a family. Why? Because in every other story, it always comes down to I got to make it home for my wife or my kids. Mm-hmm. The one thing I did like was that he was just a super smart dude who wanted to make it out for himself. Yeah, I liked that. And and, and but the, it just seems weird that he doesn't have a wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, the best one, friend, dog. Anything. Yeah, you're right. There's no friends or anything. That's else. Such a weird. Yeah, his only friends are like, you know, the the guy from Observe and Report. <laughs> well, in that movie, when um, the people that save him are spoiler alert are on that sh- on the ship and they decide they're not going back to Earth, and they're just going to keep on going through. Yeah, and uh, Michael Pena. Said he's on like the intercom thing with his wife, and she was like, "You gonna be gone another three hundred days?" And gives him that whole speech, <laughs> like, because right, I'm just like, uh, this guy and this crew are trying to do something great on the stage of history, yeah. and getting home in the next five or six weeks to give you a break, that's off the table. Yeah. There are huge stakes going on here. <laughs> Your emotions and needing some help wiping this kid's ass, yeah, mean nothing. Yeah. So I, I liked that. I mm-hmm. liked that he was just a smart dude that was trying yeah. to get out on his own. But very well done, very well executed, but like I didn't feel anything in Martian. Mm-hmm. I, I would never watch it again. Yeah. 
I, I enjoyed the concept and I, I thought it had like certain moments and I mean like awesome job to Matt Damon for like being cast away on Mars. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was a particularly like challenging role for him. Like, no, I don't either. I mean, I I, th- I truly think Leo's role was challenging. Yeah, it, it d- yeah. does challenging and like moving are not the same thing. No, at least Leo had to go out to the woods and actually crawl in the dirt and, and in the and water, that freezing fucking water. You know, you know, Damon's on a sound stage. Yeah. That entire thing. I mean, the whole thing, like, I mean, yeah, you're a fucking actor. Like, you're great. Like, this is awesome. I'm glad you're doing this. But it, it I don't know. Like, I felt like is, Tom Hanks was challenged by is, Castaway. Is, is, in the case of The uh, Revenant or Martian or some of these movies, is the stage or the situation that the characters are in elevating these performances when the performances and the characters aren't connecting with us as moviegoers where you, where you watch it's like oh this guy's stuck on mars yeah. i should be connected to this or i should care about this dude trying to make it through the woods i honestly feel that these are just like the names that have done great performances in the past and they're yeah. just they're like oh fuck we got to like nominate matt damon like what if he dies or something <laughs> david bowie's dead so yeah um, okay, so I want to go to original screenplay real quick. Okay. Because one of the nominees is a movie I've been dying to watch. And if we didn't go see this tonight, I was going to recommend us watching this. I still haven't seen Ex Machina. Oh, dude, you haven't fucking seen that? I, I wrote. I'm, Jesus I'm, Christ, that's probably my favorite movie. This I'm, year. I'm in the middle of writing, like, besides my, Brooklyn, my, my 10 favorite movies of the year. And I, I, I couldn't fill it out because I want to see Ex Machina so bad. It might be your favorite, man. It's really. And it also has the same fucking red-haired dude in it. And Oscar Isaac. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that dude's in four, like, of the best, best movies of the year. Quote, unquote, best. I'll yeah. give him two out of those three. I agree. Two out of those four I, I can agree with. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Ex Machina Star Wars yet. and Ex Machina. <laughs> so, we have, Chris, I know, here's oh, another movie that's, that's close to both of our hearts. It took a whole ball. Uh-huh. Home a whole bunch of nominations. Uh-huh. Bridge of Spies. Ooh, bold choice. Really went on a limb on that one. Really did. I mean, Tom Hanks and Spielberg in a paint those... in a paint by numbers beige <laughs> war civil or uh, cold war drama. Listen, he was going to court for the communist. Ooh, for the communist. Ooh. Okay, yeah. he's better than Atticus Finch. It's true. Eat a dick. Um, so we have Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina. Why did that movie even get fucking nominated? Like, Bridge of Spies, like, It's really? up for, like, seven awards, and like, they're all oh, major. Oh, so boring. <laughs> um, Spotlight, once again. Yeah. Uh, Straight Outta Compton, well, in, its, in its only nomination of any substance. Wow. I would have thought, like, Ice Cube's son or, like, the dude who played Dre would have got, like, I thought we were supporting I thought, or something. I thought, I thought the point of... Expanding the field to ten Best Picture nominees, yeah, was to nominate. I only saw eight. What's up? Are there ten? Yeah, it's only nine this year. Oh, you can go. They can go up to ten. They just didn't. They just didn't. Because <laughs> you know why add Star Wars or why add yeah. Straight Outta Compton? Oh my god. Um, and then what I think, I want to read this screenplay because it's the most original idea that came out this year. Inside Out. Yeah. Like I. I how they took that Amazing. concept yeah. 
and broke it down. I, no, and talk about feels, man. That, yeah. That's probably the most feels. I mean, consistently, Pixar is the most feels. Mm-hmm. Whenever, like, when I'm in uh, a therapy session and talking to my therapist, I'm like, I, I'm sort of equating my emotions to like various Pixar films. I'm like, well, I felt like, you know, an up this when character <laughs> in that. I felt like I felt like Jesse being left under the bed. I just oh, I felt left behind and yeah. I mean, they're they, they so brilliantly like just like, hey, all those layers of like walls that you have up all the time. Yeah, we're going to we're going to take a shortcut right around those and go right to the heart of like everything that you hold dear Um, and twist the knife. I, I, I haven't taken a look and I haven't taken a look at original song categories until right now. Ooh. Um, but do you remember the days when it was like Eminem? <laughs> real, real stars, real, real. St- I remember songs. one day when it was Eminem. Yeah, okay. Um, well, here are the nominees for best original song. Okay, let's hear it. Earned it from Fifty Shades of Grey. Earned it. Wait, who sings that? I have no idea. Is it's not uh, what's his face? The weekend. I no, it's not. Um, Manta Ray, uh, for Racing Execution. Simple song number three from Youth. Till it happens to you from the hunting ground, mm. and the writings on the wall from Spectre. Three of these five movies I didn't even know existed. <laughs> yeah, Racing Extinction, Youth, The Hunting. What are those? What is happening? <laughs> and the Bond song was not Adele. It was awful. So it should not it was be awful. nominated. Um, Carol is up for costume design. I'm what sorry, is no, Carol, Carol about? I'm sorry, not Carol. I, I, I thought that said Brooklyn. Because mm. in my head, I was equating those two as the same thing before yeah. today. Um, okay, so best supporting actor. Let's hop, hop to that. Okay. Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, Mark Ruffalo, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies, yeah. and Sylvester Stallone. I mean, it's got to be Stallone, right? Has it he has won anything? Yeah. He won for best original screenplay for Rocky. Yeah, and he was a producer yeah. on that. Oh, so that won best picture, didn't it? Yeah, for, so he. But he's two. never won an acting award. No. Well, he yeah, was nominated for totally "Stop and My Mom Will Shoot," <laughs> but he got that was. I would have voted for that. It was a great, great flick. Why isn't Harrison Ford in that list? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why? Why isn't Harrison Ford replacing the guy from Bridge of Spies <laughs> in that list? Listen, he I really thought he was a communist, okay? I don't even know that was which amazing. character in that movie that is. <laughs> I assume it's the guy is who it the commie guy. I would could only assume. We only watched fifteen minutes of the movie, but we, we did gave, catch we gave it a solid all, thirty. It was a solid thirty. All of the intense back and forth over insurance law. Yes. Fascinating. I mean it it truly set a table. Hmm. Quite. Why, why isn't Harrison Ford in this? Yeah, that that's like unforgivable, man. I mean, th- isn't that spoiler? He fucking dies in this one. He's not going to be in any other ones. No, and it might be. Talk about it might be your last shot. This might yes. be Harrison Ford's He's last. He's like 150 film. years old. Yeah, and why is he still wearing that earring? <laughs> it's like in uh, Steve Zissou, uh Life Aquatic. Oh yeah. He's like. Yeah, he was hitting on my 13-year-old cousin, and he wears that stupid earring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are those guys talking about me? Um, <laughs> best actress, Kate Blanchett for Carol. 
Brie Larson for Room. I want to see Room. Yeah. That sounds Simmons interesting. Simmons is always yeah. saying that that's amazing. Jennifer Lawrence for Joy. It sounds terrible. It does, but I, I don't know. I saw a trailer the other day, and I'm like, I want to give this a shot. Yeah. I can at least go sit in it for 30 minutes, and if I don't like it. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Rampling for 45 years, and then Suar- 45 years a slave. <laughs> and then Soares Ronan for Brooklyn. Mm. She was fucking fantastic. She was great. For best actress? Best actress. Dude, I would vote for her. Yeah. Lawrence has hers. Kate has one. Yeah. I They didn't do anything to deserve a second one. No. Yet. Brie, I haven't seen Room. Charlotte Rampling. Actually, yeah, Brie's going to win it. She's going to win. Yeah. Uh Charlotte for 45 years. Cuz she gets the years. most shit beaten out of her. Yeah, that that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. What's She went through the that's most. How, that's how we define it. Yeah. Uh, best actor, uh, Brian Cranston for Trumbo. I hope he wins. I hope he wins. I have no desire to see that movie. Once again, ha- yeah. haven't we seen the the there communist was shit going on? Like people got fucked by the the McCarthy yeah. witch hunt. I know that was seventy years ago. Can we tell a different story now? Um, we I get it. I read uh, we get it. I read the beginning of Kubrick's biography. Yeah, and. I think Trudeau wrote part of like Paths of Glory, but mm-hmm. they couldn't credit him because he was like blackballed. Yeah, and Kubrick was like, "Oh, I'll just take credit for it." <laughs> and they were like, "Damn, you're gonna have a good history in this business." <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have Cranston for Trumbo, Damon for Martian, uh, DiCaprio for Revenant. It's DiCaprio's year. Yeah, I feel like DiCaprio's gonna get it. Fassbender for Steve Jobs. I feel Although, like Fassbender deserves it, but that movie just tanks so bad. I, if I was if I was gonna put any money on a long shot, I'd put it Fassbender. on Eddie Redmayne for the Danish Girl. <laughs> really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not kidding. No, no. I mean, there's n- there's no more hot button issue than that nope. Right now. And everyone loved Eddie Redmayne as the crippled scientist last yeah. year. Yeah. I I love uh, Tarantino's take on that. He's like, yeah, these fucking movies, these biographies, biopics. They're just like so someone can win an Oscar. They're so fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to watch Theory of Everything, man. I unwatchable. I couldn't. It I is couldn't not a movie. It's just like a look at how fucking awful this guy gets. Look at how like oh man. And now he can't walk. And when you Get know fucking Oscar. And when you know like all the stuff they really cut out of the films. I know, like Beautiful Mind. Oh, that that's the biggest thing that comes to yeah. mind. Oh, you mean just, you mean uh, in real life? Um, he was a closeted homosexual who thought <laughs> aliens were sending him messages to murder people. I want to see that yeah. movie so bad. Yeah, seriously. more than just he almost drowned the baby that one time. <laughs> this is so much more. But don't worry, the water was CG. Okay. Oh, that's that's right. We it was. couldn't even that's like right. put real water in there. We see we true. we waited fifty years to tell this story just so we could have CG water yeah. and protect the baby. I I I kind of want to find some odds in Vegas and put five hundred bucks on Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Well, and, and they're like they're playing it off like oh we had this movie planned even before he won for. Theory of everything. Like, he was already wearing women's clothes to get ready for the role. I, I remember reading last year that um, Eddie Redmayne, like, the positions he would put himself in to play Stephen Hawking and actually look as crippled as he could <laughs> would leave him actually crippled at the end of the day and he needed help getting off the set. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 
I, I think the like I couldn't get through that one, so I, I can't say for sure. Uh whether that movie was good or not. I'm gonna get some more beer. Yes, I want another beer as well. Only beer though. And we're back. We have fresh drinks, nice and cool in our hands in this uh this very mild Chicago weather. It's very nice. It was it was it felt like negative degree yesterday and today I'm like I, I need like a jacket and that's it. Seriously feels like it's 60 degrees outside. It's fantastic. It really is. Um okay, so on to best picture. Um talk about God, if Mad Max won, I really feel like I would be just ecstatic. Like that that would like It'd be like if the Bengals had won yeah. their game in some way. Yeah, I, yeah, the Mad oh. Max is my team. Oh, quality came through sure. in some capacity. Yeah. So, um big short Bridge of Spies cuz everyone's talking about Bridge of Spies this year. Clearly that film is a greater cinematic achievement than resurrecting Star Wars <laughs> into a legit good movie. Yeah. Something that the creator himself could it's not It's so do. good, Lucas hates it. That's how you know this movie's great. <laughs> Lucas is gnawing on I himself. I wonder if that was in the contract. Like, okay, we'll buy it from you, but you have to come out publicly. You have to call us white slavers. You have to tell, say how much you hate the movie and how different you would have done it. That Then we'll give you $4 billion. He's like, well, uh, okay. <laughs> They're making that $4 billion back on the first fucking movie. Dude, like... They're going to make $4 billion domestic off these three movies. <laughs> they said they projected uh, like $2.5 to $3 billion in merchandise off this. Holy shit. Wow. So, See, if I was Lucas, I might have held on to the, just the merchandising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you can make more movies, but I get the merchandising. They're like, ah, fuck. Apparently, it's coming out that... Um, uh, you know, Lucas has come out and said, uh, I, I had some ideas for this movie, but they didn't want to do what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> that he went in. Do you like uh, Angelina Jolie? And he, <laughs> he, a big he pitched an entire, he, like the story he was pitching um, once again was like episode one. Oh and, it, and it revolved around like a nine-year-old kid and some other 11-year-old kid. And they were just like, uh, yeah, that sounds like a pile of hot garbage. So no. And and like what is there anything worse than kid actors? Anything worse? Um, the kid in Brooklyn was pretty good. He's in it for one scene. <laughs> it's true. One yeah. scene. Yeah. Do you want him carrying a Star Wars picture? Mm-mm. Or do you want adults? I want like attractive, mean, cool adults. That's what I want. <laughs> so Bridge of Spies. I'm I'm rooting for Brooklyn now, dude. I love that movie. I want to read like more Nick Hornsby. I, I don't, you know, my heart of hearts says Fury Road will never win in a hundred million years. Is Brooklyn nominated for Best Picture? Yes, it's what? up for Best Picture. It really was like a fantastic. It was so film. well done. Yeah. Oh, we we wanted to hold off on talking about Brooklyn, so we got to this. We want to uh, talk about how it was shot and how it looks. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And like every every scene, a painting. Mm-hmm. Every scene looked like a Norman Rockwell painting from 1954. Perfect lighting, perfect uh, outfits. Costumes were spot on. Yeah, I. The I, actors too, man. I loved like 
I, I I've seen her in other stuff. I can't place her. She was fantastic. She is not traditionally beautiful, but I was like, she's fucking I was, beautiful. In the beginning of this movie, I'm like, she's fucking I'm like, beautiful. Okay, let's see where this goes. By the end of this film, yeah. I'm like, she's stunning. Yeah. And then, um, you know, when very when classically she, stunning, probably she, looked like a 12 year old Susan Dennis or 18 year old <laughs> Susan Dennis, without a doubt. Um, and and then when she meets uh Tony, I'm like, that guy is fucking beautiful. He was like, great. I've seen him in other things too, and I I can't place him. But I'm just like, wow, like, like what in what inspired casting? The entire third act of that movie, where Tony's not on screen, like everything that's happening, I'm thinking about Tony. <laughs> I'm like oh, that poor, that poor lovely man. I know. And I'm and I'm and I started I like a, I started like hate, that I started movie. to hate her at a certain point because I'm like, don't do this. Go that. back to Tony. He's a good man. I wasn't even thinking that. I'm just like, just just tell the dude at least, like yeah. give him something. Yeah. And and I I, I found myself turning against her. And I I couldn't have been happier, spoil alert, at the end when she <laughs> tells that chick in her small town to oh, stick that it. That was great, man. Yeah. Well, I, what a great way to just like make your decision and, and, and turn the movie on a fucking dime. Yeah. In one line. And, and totally justify it. Be like, yeah. wow, yeah, okay. Thank you, old woman, for doing that and, and showing her why she left in the first place. I, I, I really connected. Spoiler with, alert. I really connected with that movie. And I feel like. I've had a couple similar scenarios with that, like leaving and going to Florida. Yeah. And then being on the fence at times about my decisions, like early on in college. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, choosing to stay. And then when even when I worked for the Reds for that year or so, I'm just like, I, no, I can't be in this place. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And every now and then you come across somebody, you have a conversation, you're like, Oh yeah, that's why. Yeah, this this is so against my core. I, I think that's another reason that you and I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, because because we're like, oh, that this movie is the test that I've already passed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm from Florida and Mike's from Cincinnati, and we don't live in either of those places. No, not we live at all. In an awesome place called Chicago. Yeah, and we both came here because it was awesome. And I not I, because we had jobs. I, I couldn't have even. I couldn't leave Northern Kentucky quick enough when I got out of high school. Yeah. Just. Dude, yeah. Could not. Like, my last year there, senior year, when I knew I was going to UCF, and I was just like, God, I get I get out of this place. <laughs> I get away. I get out of the prison. I need to go meet Chris I need, somewhere. Yeah. A guy I don't know, but <laughs> I will. <laughs> no, and it's true. It's true. I needed that. And I, 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 need, I needed you as a friend, and we were always destined to have this. Yeah. And meeting that I class. I needed you, man. I wouldn't be here without yeah. you. And, like, I often think to myself, like, how different my life would be if, like, little things happened. Dude, isn't it crazy to yeah. think about? I, I mean... I feel like things so big and so important for your development as a human being are just, like, they're, like, massive black holes that you just, you're just like, no yeah. matter what, I was gonna... You were gonna get sucked into that? We were gonna do that. Yeah. I mean, that that's just... There, that's the gargantua of our life. Very well there's, put. There's a few of those. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> and no matter what, like if if I got in like a car accident or went to a different school or whatever, like that still would have happened. It's so, yeah. It's yeah. just it's too important for like like, like you're a your core of you're you're a, you're a comet cutting through like the gargantua solar system, and you yeah. make it hit off course once or twice, mm -hmm. but eventually you're gonna get pulled into that. Yeah. Super massive black hole of importance. Mm. Speaking of Interstellar, I watched a uh, breakdown of that movie where the guy like 
He didn't hate it, but he was just mm-hmm. he was kind of like shitting all over it. Did you listen to the podcast, the science fiction podcast about it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't. They were like, it's good. Yeah, they weren't crazy. Like about it's it. good. Um, but I, I I got so many feels from that movie. And, I did and, too. And, and the guy, the the guy's main complaint is like, oh, so like we're supposed to give a fuck about like. His relationship with his daughter, like she's only on screen for forty minutes. Gargantua was on screen for like two hundred, and I'm like, no, it wasn't. You don't need like the whole movie doesn't have to be feels. No, when the feels no. are on screen, you gotta feel them. Okay, Revenant was nothing but uh, feels on screen, but I didn't feel any of them. No, okay, this guy's getting the shit beat out of him. The spoiler alert. Then an Indian saves him. We're like, wow, what a nice Indian. And then that Indian gets brutally murdered, and I feel nothing. The first, And aside from that, the first sympathetic character we've seen on screen, mm-hmm. supposedly, in like an hour and a half. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Glass, Leo's character. Like, I don't. To me, he's a burden. And I'm sorry, dude, but if Indians are chasing us, and we're all going to die because we have to carry you, like... We're gonna leave you. No, I'm leaving that dude the first chance I get. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like I look, I'm the guy that throws a hissy fit at the begin the first meeting when everyone's like, No, we're gonna try and make it out of here. I'm I'm just going bonkers. <laughs> and I'm picking up my stuff and I'm running. Well, I mean, every every part of the revenant was just preposterous. Okay. He has this kid who is an Indian, who Correct. appears to be one hundred percent Indian or Native American, and um he needs to protect him because these guys are just going to, like, kill him for fun. And then he's alone and gets attacked by a bear. Where the fuck's his son? Why is his son not with him? I that There were so many turns in that movie. I'm like, well, this well, no, could have been avoided. Do you remember he tells his son to stay laying down because his son felt bad after the other dude started, like, calling him out for being yeah. uh, an Indian? So that, th- I mean, even that set up is preposterous like mm-hmm. hey i know we all were we're literally living in a living nightmare right now <laughs> where we're surrounded by indians who want to murder us and giant animals well i'm gonna that, go and do this alone so that your feelings aren't hurt anymore i don't want anyone to come help protect what me. you're leaving your son alone around like yeah violence, you're gonna leave it to them yeah violent hostiles i <laughs> uh, no, you need who, to come with me who, who so as much like yeah uh kill a moose as as your son Kill it like kill it. Gut a fish is gut your son. Oh yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I'll leave him behind. Yeah. Okay. All right. There, there were just like ah. Oh, did they have like thirty minutes to write that movie? Wh- which is my um my my feeling. Whenever like a great director writer like puts out shit like this last uh, season of True Detective, um, I'm just like they must have rushed the fuck out of this. Yeah. You know, I, I read uh, Blade Runner's entire production history, 400-page book. It's amazing. And, like, they had to rush so much shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I listen to Script Notes podcasts, and they're always talking about, like, oh, we had to write that script in, like, two weeks. It was like, we got to do it now or never. And I'm like, that's why some movies suck. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, they're going off the script that is just dog shit. And I honestly feel like they're like, oh, fuck, we got to, like, Leo only has this window. We got to just get this shit out. We only we gotta get this finished now. Or we're never gonna get it. Yeah, and I mean, it just like, w- which which leads me to believe like, the script is by far the most important part of the movie. I don't care who you got in it, who's directing it, who's doing the cinematography. 
That's what everyone credits. What the fuck for Force Awakens? Why isn't that of her best original screen or best adapted screenplay or original? Yeah, yeah. Science and, fiction, dude. It's not real movies. From right off the bat, that's all. Any anyone on the production and anyone inv- on the stars and all the rev- everybody reviewing says this is a solid screenplay. Yeah, it's really good, dude. J.J. Abrams, I feel is like one of the best screenwriters. I want to read have. his. Uh, Obviously, I, I hate billion dollars domestic. I hate Speed Racer, and I want to read his Speed Racer. Dude, me, he wrote it in '94, <laughs> or maybe even earlier. Um, and Mike is referring to an interview I saw with Tarantino, where he talked about reading the first uh, version of the Speed Racer script, which was written by none of the J.J. Abrams himself, and Tarantino said it was amazing and way better than the the movie that. Well came out i mean that wouldn't have taken much <laughs> um I, I don't understand why the wachowskis still get money keep making movies i don't understand why m night Shyamalan keeps making movies is it just people like oh i know that guy's name i know he's box office poison, they talked but about I know that on name. simmons podcast a while back yeah and um they were like you know if you can start off your career hot you can coast off that for 20 years yeah and they mentioned Shyamalan specifically. Yeah. They're like, one movie, when you look back, it's pretty good. I love, I really like Unbreakable. I really like Signs. I like The Village I liked and Signs. The Village. Actually, yeah. I really like The Village too. Everything after that was fucking horrid. Yeah. So, I mean, that was coming from somebody who hasn't liked anything Shyamalan did. Yeah. Has, since then. But to further illustrate, like, you can go forever. Yeah. If you're making subpar work, if you start hot. <laughs> and the Wachowskis are the the poster children for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, so is M Night Shyamalan. Six Sense, I think, was the the biggest domestic gross of the year. Yeah, but Six Sense was really good. And then you and I liked a couple other films he's made. What else have the Wachowskis done that you've liked? Assassins. <laughs> I never saw it. I'm just kidding. Was that their original? I like believe first... so. Yeah. Okay. It had like, uh, um. What's his face? Uh, Antonio Banderas. It might have been Stallone. Oh, okay. okay. I forget. But they were assassins and they were fighting. Okay. But The Matrix was really... Well, The Matrix is just a fucking great movie. No, The Matrix, the original one is. I mean... Somebody... Um, I, I was talking to somebody at this uh, film meetup the other night and... I was saying, they're like, oh, what kind of film do you do? I was like, I, I love film noir. Like, that's what I like to write. And, you know, comedy. And they're like, oh, cool. So you you watch, like, really old fucking movies? I was like, well, not really. I mean, Christopher Nolan is like, his movies are pure film noir. Inception is essentially, like, the the greatest evolution of a film noir ever made. And, the, and, and this girl... Who, who was kind of just talking my ear off, and I, I wasn't really digging it. She's like, oh, it's like an adult Matrix. And I was like, "Like, I guess, but that just makes me angry that you're saying that. Because the Matrix, to me, is an adult How movie. Is and Inception is just completely fucking... Different? Different. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. It just, it, and, wow. And, the, and the guy I was talking to, who I was really enjoying talking to, like, totally agreed with her. And he's like, you're so right. Wow, what genius commentary. And I'm like, first of all, that was in the preview. It was like, Matrix meets James Bond. And I was like, fuck, everyone's just going to like compare this to Matrix. Yeah. They're such different movies. 
Wow, just, I, I don't even I know how to begin unpackaging that, with that, that at statement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we should just move on. Yeah, that, that landed. That landed pretty hard. Yeah, it it upset me a lot. Inception really is like one of my favorite movies. It it's it's so it it's impossibly well done. Yeah. Like, how do you make a studio film that weird and hard to understand that everyone loves and makes a fucking trillion dollars? On the uh, the sci-fi um, movie podcast with Interstellar, mm-hmm. that's kind of what they said. They were like, you know, it's it's really good, but it's almost like their biggest fault was that it didn't live up to that, this is the new 2001 expectation yeah. that they had. How could anything live up to that? Have you watched 2001? It fucking sucks. I like it. I love it. I like it. I fucking love it. It's the boringest movie ever. It really is. It's on purpose boring. Yeah. It's like, I love the big messages and I love the imagery. It's a boring movie. So boring. Yeah. I, I feel like like Kubrick knew this was going to be like game changing special effects. He's like, I'm just going to like leave the camera on the special effects yeah. for like 30 seconds. Yeah. This movie's going to be nine hours long. I like it. I like it. I watch it every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I'll have it on the background, but it's boring as fuck, dude. So boring. the The last like twenty minutes, great. And great. the first, and the first fucking lose. first twenty, first twenty, yeah. The, and then it, there's like it's there's, honestly then there's like ten in the middle. It, people, and I, I don't like when memory of it. I don't like when people talk about how the robot in that movie is like one of the greatest villains ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the bad evil computer program. Yeah, at the that keeps the mission going so to speak Dude, your mind's gonna fucking shit a brick when you see ex machina good it's so good dude. yeah good there's so many fucking layers to it and it has that nice uh our english man from star wars huxley brooklyn everything revenant <laughs> yeah. i i swear like i mean does it take an actor like a week to make a film it takes a director three years takes a writer maybe a lifetime. Yeah. It takes an actor. An actor shows up for a weekend, and he's, like, nominated for yeah. uh, starring yeah. Best Actor. <laughs> well, yeah. Was, was, that, was that redheaded dude on set for dude, three like, days? Like, what the you fuck? You could have shot that movie in a month. Yeah. Which one? Um, when we just saw. Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm certain they shot all of like the dinner scenes like in the same week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're just wearing different outfits. I, I think it was the same set they used to they used for um, uh, Peggy Olsen's old house. Yeah, in Mad Men when she yeah, lived with I her got mom. A, I got a good Mad Men vibe from that. It was it was the, it was just the same set. They hadn't taken it da- taken it down. Yeah, and they knocked that out in I two days. I fucking love that movie, man. Mm-hmm. From uh, like. There's something weird about about a truly engaging story that you care about the characters and they do things that the characters would do that are it's not always predictable. I can't tell what you're gonna do at any given moment. Like characters are characters, you can't fucking predict what they're gonna do. I bet you can guess what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I know. Well, I can see what you're doing. <laughs> or what I'm gonna, gonna be close do. My eyes. Or what I'm what I'm gonna be doing in five minutes. I think you have a pretty good idea. <laughs> Yeah, but like major life oh, yeah. decisions. I mean, of course. characters are characters. People are people. Like, I can hardly predict what I'm gonna do. Yeah, you know. And 
there's nothing that just like brings me back to reality like uh, a disjointed plot or characters who are not doing what those characters would have done or they're just they're not characters to begin with yeah you know and and I I don't I, I don't feel like I'm alone in this but I feel like I understand it in a way that You're a lot cognizant of people don't of notice. You're yeah. cognizant of that. Effect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's extremely important to me because, I mean, I have a very active mind and I go to the movies to be, to, in, in a lot of ways, escape from this active mind and give myself a fucking break. And the only thing that keeps my attention is a movie that goes, uh, this happened, therefore this happened, but this happened, mm-hmm. therefore this happened, but... Therefore, but, therefore, 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 but. No movie keeps my attention that goes, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And I, I've honestly, like, pinpointed that as, like, that's what that's needs what. to happen to keep my attention. And going back to Revenant, this happened, then this happened. But. They got attacked by. But. They got. <laughs> but. Where was a button that entire movie? <laughs> Never. Never. Uh, his kid got killed. They got attacked by Indians. He slept inside a horse. Uh, he got attacked by a bear. None of those fucking things, like... I mean, he obviously had to get attacked by a bear first before they had to leave his ass. But, like, everything after that, none of that mattered what order that came in. No. no. There, were, there were no repercussions to his, like, rotting body. Oh, your body's rotting. Oh, thanks, man. All right, cool. And he just <laughs> keeps going. Yeah. I, I didn't know he was in still that bad of shape. I, dude, he, at one point he got out, and all the scars on his chest are healed. Yeah. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? And there was no point. There was no reason for him to get into that horse. It was midday. Like, where? what is that going to do? And however far he has to walk, just start walking, you're going to have to do it anyway. Yeah. I didn't. That, that didn't connect at all. And I was like, I was like, you've been swimming around in this water the whole fucking movie. Why now? Are you suddenly cold as yeah. fuck? Um, and then the biggest one at the end, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> when Tom Hardy steals all the money that is in From the entire... From the locked safe. In the encampments. Yeah. Where I'm assuming at least a couple dozen people live, all pretty hard dudes. Pretty dirty, filthy, uh, criminal types. Yes. Who murderous. aren't allowed in a normal city. Or if you met them today, you... You'd be scared shitless. Yeah. Um, so Tom Hardy escapes with their money, and he said he tells somebody who we've never met before mm-hmm. that he was going to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, this happens a lot in westerns, and I feel like if I was in the old west, I could get away with a lot. Yeah. If if what they get away with in, in westerns is true, God damn it, took all the money out of the safe. So he tells people they're going to Texas. They assume he was telling the truth. I would just do that and then go to Wyoming. <laughs> we got to go to Texas and find him. So uh, General Huxley and Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> ride off to hunt him. Yes. Two men. Al- alone. Mm-hmm. Why would they take this entire camp of able-bodied, angry men? You mean the ones they took out like the ones 15 they, minutes before to they, find DiCaprio? They didn't hesitate to risk their lives at every turn, mm-hmm. but to t- take but, him out for a reason, But no thank you. 
they couldn't find a group of eight dudes when they stood up and go, hey, that guy that had uh, that guy just ran out of here with everything you guys were going to get paid for the next eight months. <laughs> um, that dude would be slung up in like we, 0.2 seconds. I need you to ride with me if you yeah. want to get any of this. Yeah. And then what? Um, 45 murderous men with who've never had anything to lose <laughs> are now hunting someone who has their money. <laughs> Yeah, there there were just so many preposterous points in that movie. I, I really like in, in three months someone's gonna come out and be like, "Hey, thanks for all the Oscars, but like, like this movie sucked. Like we rushed through this so bad. Like we didn't have a script. I just, it just all fell so flat. Yeah, I mean, you you saw that that came out about True Detective, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys like, oh yeah, I rushed the shit out of him. That's why it sucked. I was like, see? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and it god, it must like it must be simultaneously amazing to be an actor and the worst thing ever. Because regardless of your performance, you have like zero percent control of your movie. Director controls everything. Editing yeah, it's out of your hands. Script writing. And like the like Vince Vaughn, Colin Farrell, uh, Rebecca McAdams, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> <laughs> they all signed on for True Detective 2, I'm certain, before they read a script. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. they read a script. And they get that script, they open it up, they're like, oh, fuck yeah. And they read it, they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, this I, is going to suck. <laughs> I, I, I drew this season of this yes. show. Yes. Like, I mean, like True, De- True Detective season one was fucking inspired. He must have been writing that for a decade. Yeah. Like amazing, and he had he had six months to crank. Yeah, if 13, that thirteen episodes out. If fucking out. that. If that man. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's been hammering out those ideas for ten years. Mm-hmm. He was like a community college professor. He had time to work, like work out all the issues in that script. <laughs> <laughs> he made it fucking and and I mean. Because I, I did a ton of research on him because I, like, love that, that first season. And he was he was saying, like, that he didn't want to film it in Arkansas and Louisiana because it was too close to home. Because he fucking went through that movie. Yeah. He lived that movie. That's how it felt so fucking real. So, I, I you know, that that I hope it's not, but that might be his Citizen Kane because that's, like, the the scariest story he knows because he fucking experienced it. So. Good beers. It is. But Redmond's going to win everything. I know. And that's a major bummer. Because I love everyone involved in that movie. I really enjoyed Birdman. I thought it was great. I liked it. Tom Hardy is basically my favorite actor. Yeah. Oh, you, you were mentioning something earlier about um, uh, Legend and uh, the movie we saw tonight. Yes. So me and Michael, uh, very predictably, decided to go see a movie called Legend. With, I was really excited about it. With Tom Hardy. Um, and it is unfortunately not a great movie. I wanted to love it. I went in with uh, reasonable expectations because... Tom Hardy is an amazing actor, and he's playing two like murderous, thugs. fucking bonkers, yeah, 
roles at the same time who are twin brothers who interact with each other. Who are different. And that's just fucking awesome. Yeah. That's just cool from the get-go. And then these characters are so, like, different and, like, badass in their own ways. And you're like, how could this movie suck? And then you watch it and you're fucking bored shitless ten minutes into the fucker. And you're like, why? Why am I so bored in this movie? Yeah. And you realize that it's not a movie. There, there's nothing in this movie that is a movie. It, it's just there. There's like set pieces that are like kind of connected, but not really. And the movie just meanders. And it's they, they clearly got funding because Tom Hardy agreed to it because it's a fucking awesome role. But the cinematographer hey, I, and the hey, set designer and the hey, I have a I have a pitch for what they you, were doing, Mr. Investor. Man. What's up? What's up? Um, I have a movie. Uh, it's called Legend. It's about the most infamous gangsters in all of London. Um, they're uh, I'm listening. This is uh during like the swinging sixties, like Ooh, the late sixties. So, Madman, happening time, London town, Austin uh-huh. Powers, James Bond. Okay, okay. Um, they're a set of twins. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Those are. existed in the sixties. Yep. Those twin, were legal. Twin gangsters. One's straight. One's gay. Couldn't what? Be, couldn't be any more polar opposite characters. Holy Santa Claus shit. Oh, and and I have Tom Hardy. Okay, sold. To play both of them. Here's a bag of money. I don't need a script. I don't need to know who's directing. That's the coolest fucking story ever. And Tom Hardy's attached, done. Sold. If, if I had $50 million and someone asked me for that money, for that movie, I would have given it to them. It's true. It's true. How does that... How are you and I walking out of that movie about that Irish immigrant girl? Yeah, I know. Could not be raving anymore, and just walk out. I know, dude. That's such a good point. And then walk out of um, uh, Legend, and we're just like, I feel I couldn't feel any less nothing. Wow. A year ago, looking predicting our top ten for the end of 2015. Yeah. Legend is in our predicted top ten. I was certain he was going to get a best actor nod. That was going to be best picture, best director, best screenplay, cinematography. The works probably uh, even like a best supporting for like his love interest, or even yeah. him again for yeah. best supporting. Yeah, it's we oh, should not have awful man. Wh- why is why, that? Why do you think that we didn't connect with that movie? I mean, it, we have every reason. There's nudity. There's violence. Tom Hardy is playing the baddest badass that ever badassed a badass. Why didn't we like that movie? And we disagree on movies. It's yeah. Not, not like we... No, not, not like we're always simpatico. Avatar. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, it, it, it just all fell so flat. And I didn't feel like I was watching real people in any kind of environment. And if you're going to sit there and be like, oh, you, know, you think Luke Skywalker and Han Solo are real people? No, they're characters that feel real. <laughs> And you can make the same comparison between original trilogy or Force Awakens and the prequels. Brooklyn and those people felt real to me. And I understood even who they were. It felt so real that it enveloped you. Yeah. Um, Something just popped in my head. Uh, So I listened to a podcast with Dove Simmons, I want to say. I might be wrong about his name. But he is a uh, sort of directing teacher, 
in LA and he's taught Tarantino and Will Smith and like a bunch of other like really big names. And he is obsessed with telling people to make a virtual reality movie. Okay. And I'm like, that sounds intriguing. I don't want to do that. I have no interest in doing that. And I think the reason why is because a great movie is already a virtual reality movie. I get the reason I don't like a movie is because I'm like, I knew it was a fucking movie. I was sitting there like, this is a movie. Yeah. I have shit I need to do. <laughs> yeah. I can't just sit here and watch this movie. But a good movie sucks me in so much that I'm like, oh, fuck, it's over? Like, damn it. I wanted to keep following. I was sad when that movie ended. Them and like. I wanted him to somehow like sailed in Brooklyn and then she was going to be like more tempted and then like some crazy shit was going to happen. Like, I, wanted, I wanted more. I did. I wanted to follow them like getting married I and starting those a family. characters so much. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Like, like and I never want to see Tom Hardy's legend ever again. Ever again. It's so it was a chore to watch that film. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate. Like I love him so much. <laughs> hey, can we have fifty million dollars for this Tom Hardy gangster movie? Oh yeah, here you go. Take oh, it. Jesus hey, Christ. can we have fifty thousand dollars for this uh loving, heartful piece about an Irish immigrant? Beat it. Hey, hey, release release the hounds. <laughs> And don't ever come back. I'll see you on Oscar night, cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to get thanked in a speech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's why I get so pissed at the Oscars, because that's like uh that that's my Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really care about winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, neither do I. Not that I ever fucking would, but <laughs> but like the Oscar, I mean, that's like that's the pinnacle of your existence. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was I, raised. Well, at a young age, I gave up the idea that I was ever going to win a Super Bowl <laughs> or a bit or a World Series ring. So, <laughs> yeah, ah, man, I I feel like yeah, and it's bum. It 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 sucks that it. I just don't care about it as much. I I feel like. Winning an Oscar, you're like, fuck yeah, I was true to myself, I, I was an artist, I, I created something that people loved and resonated with and, and brought likely millions of people joy. Yeah. And yeah. and I guess you could say the same thing about a Super Bowl win, but for some reason, a Super Bowl win is, is ho- like hollow to me. Well, I can tell you, maybe it's because you know there's as many people out there that feel terrible. Yeah. And... There's none of that kind of related to movies. Yeah. Like if a movie's like with if Star Wars is really really popular, and it you know let let's say you know fifty million people see it and love it, mm-hmm. there aren't fifty million sad people on the other yeah. side of that. Right. Where with right. the Super Bowl, you have like all these people that couldn't be happier. Yeah. And with that, like cosmically, there is yeah all this other group that is that couldn't be any sadder. That's true. Like that was. Like a nation filled with what you saw that Bengals bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the other side, there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, and I I guess that's that's why like like football like I love it. It's the only sport that I really care about. But it like it bothers me like to the core. Mm-hmm. 
there there was a there was a big game that the Buccaneers have that are supposedly my team, though I never watched them because it's too painful. Um, there <laughs> there was a game where we were winning our fucking division and we were gonna have a first round bye. All we had to do was kick a twenty five yard field goal against Green Bay in Green Bay to beat them for the first time like ever. I remember watching that game and all I wasn't, we had to do I wasn't even a Bucks fan was kick Grammatica who yeah. would kick fifty five yarders in the rain like it was his fucking job. Fucking whiffed. Okay, so I think we lost by like two points, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, what a fucking soul crushing defeat. The Packers, who were playing for nothing, they were like seven and nine. Brett Favre runs onto the field, screaming and cheering and yelling how happy he is. I was like, that that was like the I think it was fucking sixteen or fifteen when I saw that, yeah. and in that moment I was like. Oh, <laughs> like why? Like why are you celebrating this? Like this guy's gonna go fucking kill himself, and you get to go home yeah. seven and nine instead of six and ten. Like what? Yeah. Which is why I hated the Steelers so much on Saturday. I was like, <laughs> you guys aren't going shit. Like after this, everyone in your fucking team's hurt. Like we destroyed everyone. You're not doing anything. Like, you've been limping along this entire season. And you're, like, going to celebrate and gloat and be, like, the biggest dicks in the world. Yeah, we gave that up. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a, a learning process is, mm-hmm. like, the best sort of positive I can find from that. On our, just to touch back on our Sunday podcast after the game. Yeah. Um. I have been completely successful in my current resolution to not consume any kind of Cincinnati sports for this calendar year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I deleted all my podcasts. <laughs> I took down all... How many Cincinnati Bengals podcasts are Well, no, I, I usually listen to two um, local podcasts from radio hosts. Oh, and yeah. And they do a show every nice. day. I don't, I don't always listen to them every day, but if I want the option, I'll probably listen to two or three a week. Yeah. Uh, it's Mo Egger and Lance McAllister. Man, we should really get into that podcast game. Um, it's it's from their uh, radio show. Okay. So it's like their three-hour radio show condensed to an hour. Nice. And I took them off. I took down all the um, bookmark links wow. on my phone. Yeah. And I took Bleacher Report out. So And I'm kind of bumming that up because I, I, wish, I wish I would have deleted the Reds and the Bengals because now I don't have uh, WWF on there anymore. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> or UK or UK yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward once again I'm looking forward to this year I have got a lot of writing done in the last week and how much more time will I have this year without having the Bengals to watch yeah we'll be productive yes members yeah. of society yeah I can you know yeah that uh that that brought up a, an interesting thought I've been uh I've been pondering the last few days so <sighs> Why do we have an urge to create? And and hear me out on this one. Mm-hmm. So creating is uh, thankless, shitty, uh, people fucking pissing all over you whenever you create anything. It's, it's a thankless job that 99% of the time sucks, no matter 
what scale you're creating at. And it's so much fun to just watch television, watch long for, long form uh, television stories, movies, play video games. It's so much fun to consume content. Yeah. And there's so much great content out there. Why do we strive, uh, you know, work jobs we hate so that we can create? That's a really good question. Like wh- that, I, 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 I don't have an answer <clears throat> for that. No, doesn't make sense. Um, and for the most part, I don't think it's that way for a lot of people. Yeah. But you know, this weird drive that you know a lot of talented people that we know up here have, who who are in a sense, the people who feel the most. So certainly they, when they feel good, they feel the most good. But when they feel bad, when the world's fucking shitting on their parade and it's raining and their girlfriend left them, their dog died, their family's dead, they feel the worst that you can feel. The capacity to feel the most good equals the capacity to feel the most bad. Mm-hmm. So why do these people who have the capacity to feel the absolute worst you can feel, go down a path that's filled... With feeling that bad. With feeling that bad. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> who knows if it's going to work? Who knows if it's going to pay off? Even if you do everything right, it could still blow up in your fucking face. Even mm-hmm. if you are perfect, you write the most... You write Pulp Fiction out the gate. You know? You, yeah, like, that's a great point. It's fucking... It makes no sense. Why? Why is that such? Why is that such an enjoyable experience? To like, why is that in our film? evolutionary biology? Yeah. How did that survive? To create as a as a trait. Yeah. Huh. That's a good question. I like yeah. that. Yeah. It's just like to create. To that is the end game. Yeah. yeah. To uh, to create and to explore. I well, think I think to explore maybe might. Well, what do you think is, is the foundation? Is it creation or is it Even, exploration? I mean, I, I think both of those go hand in hand. That's the end of Interstellar, too. Yeah. Like, we make it to the Tesseract that is made by us because we've become, we evolved so much through exploration and creation Yeah. that we made it to God level. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we were able to, and we still kept going. Yeah. And the further we got... I don't think got, it stops. No, and the further... You, they got, they were able to go back and change things yeah, as they yeah. needed to. Wow. Okay. And it's just that. Hey, fuck that movie and fuck you. You're right, you know what? Um, I just didn't feel enough from the daughter and listen, the dad. Listen. What was her name? Murph. I've only Murph? seen that movie six times, and I'm just now realizing deeper meaning. So fuck you. I, I, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but like Jesus Christ, really, you like it? I'm not. I'm not even saying no, I'm not not saying it's good. I'm not. I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I've actually been wanting to watch Interstellar. I'm gonna pause this and get a beer. Okay. I'm gonna pause this and put on Interstellar. Well, you know, that is a very good movie, but I think Interstellar is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> hey, you know what? Interstellar sucks. You know something? You suck. Suck. And we're back. We were so inspired talking about our interstellar experience that we decided to place that film on. Mike, do you have the Blu-ray or are we watching off your PlayStation? Oh, um, I picked up a Blu-ray for seven bucks. 
of Interstellar. Yeah. The Dude, Thanksgiving. that's why I like, like I love that you collect movies, and I kind of wish I collected movies. But like when you come home with like a first run movie, I'm like, bro, it's gonna be like two dollars in like a month. <laughs> oh, I don't pay a whole lot for any of them. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't bought anything. I haven't spent more than like fifteen bucks on one in a while. Nice. Well, I guess that was probably in college. Okay, this fucking uh, score, best score since Gladiator. <laughs> God damn it, Michael. The science of Interstellar? There was no science in this movie. It was bullshit. I don't understand jack shit. I don't understand how smart people don't understand this movie. I don't either, man. Never once when I walked out was I like, I have no idea. And, and even if I didn't understand a fucking turn in this movie, I still felt... You, you don't have to be a fucking rocket scientist to be like... Wow, he really like loves his daughter, and he's like, he's he's doing the best he fucking can, and like ah. Um, I hate when people are like, oh, so uh, your daddy issues really are the center of the world. That's what this whole movie's about. Yeah, that's it. Because no, the mo- everything's about family and per- and issues. It, every and your universe is your fucking family. I hate whenever anybody says I don't want to fucking choke them. And and here's an- another deeper meaning I had about this, like this, this well, flat, it's not empty bad. movie. Like this movie is about you being a dad, and you're doing your thing, trying to live your dream. And every time you turn and look at your daughter, she's fucking ten years older. Every time he sees her, she's like, you know, he, he goes up, he, he's with her, she's 10, he goes to space, she's 30, same age as him. Yeah. Spoiler last, alert, he comes back, she's see, fucking old as last shit. Time he sees her is a video of her when she's like 36, mm-hmm. before he goes into the Tesseract, and then he hops out like 51 years later. Yeah. So, the last you ever saw her was when she was 11. But But that's, that's what yeah. the movie's about. Yeah. The movie's like... Listen, like, enjoy your fucking family because it's going to go by in an instant. Time is a resource. Dude. Okay, speaking of time, um, I'm reading this book called The Effective Executive, which was written in 1967 by Don Draper. Okay. It's amazing. Like, he he knows what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, uh, I'm only on the first chapter, and it's, and it, it, Look, I agree. Don down. Draper is a very good man, <laughs> but uh, but, but that... I, th- I, th- I think uh, that guy from Big Bang Theory <laughs> is a good man too. No, so it it breaks down like, and it's one of those books. It, it's sort of like Eat That Frog. You read it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this makes a lot of sense. It fills all the holes in my like life philosophy. So he breaks down. He's like, he's like, listen, like money, like food. Uh, fucking all kinds of different resources. None of these are necessarily finite. You can always get more. Yeah. Okay? You can always get more money. You can always get more food. You can always get more clothes or anything like that. Time is completely finite. You never get more time in one day. So you need to Make sure that any time that is being wasted or you're not uh, getting the most from, that you are at least aware of that. And he's like, 
he's recommended this to like Fortune 500 CEOs who are like, oh no, I'm the most efficient human being alive. And you you keep track of like your schedule for two weeks. And then you're like, holy fuck, like I spent 19 hours in two weeks like uh, jacking off. (laughs) Like no wonder I'm not getting anything done. Your husband, like, that's low, man. What's going on? <laughs> Are you okay? Sorry, man. Are you been, okay? Been, I think I'm seasonally depressed. You spent like 19 <laughs> hours beating off. That's it. I know. That's that's like that's real low for me. Chris, I've never, I haven't had to say this in a long time, but I'm worried about you. <laughs> I'm worried about you, the beat off supply. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no. why is there no volume in this movie? I, I haven't been getting any like notifications for another browser's login on a different computer the last couple days, and yeah. Um, another another thing, I want to watch uh, more uh, Ed Ed. Uh, what the hell's his name? Ken Burns. Oh, he's great, dude. I want to watch more documentaries by him. Oh, dude, I'll watch all of those again. I watch I them like twice watch. a year anyway. I need to watch more of those. I just have him on in the think. background when I'm doing work and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a fucking good storyteller. It's so great. Like, and after watching, um, making even of you a would, murderer, even you would like baseball. Oh whoa, that's a fucking statement. I, I it's, will. It's as like much about his Ameri- It's like like his documentary. It's, it's as much about American history as it is anything. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's sign off, Mr. Michael. Where where can people find more information about you? At I'm the MPD on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Okay. Nice. Well, thank you, sir. It was wonderful chatting with you. Absolutely. Anytime. Let's do this again. Yes, I'm certain we shall. Ah, wonderful. That is one thing I can predict. We will do this again. I can't tell what people are going to do, but I know we'll do this again. I'm fairly positive, certain. Later.